Folks, welcome into Free Money Football. I'm your host, Ty B. We got Meerkat and Stevie joining me once again. We got to give a, a special shout out this week to our sponsors over at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel. They'll be hosting the Legends and Stars uh, Sports Collectors Expo there. It's going to be a tremendous event, October 29th and 30th, only at Batavia Downs Gaming. Autograph opportunities, including former Bills players. Current Bills players like Jordan Poyer, Greg Rousseau, Micah High, Devin Singletary, and Boogie Basham. Uh, legends like Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reed, other athletes like Andre Bryson, Paul Molitor, and more. Tickets can be purchased over at legendsandstars.net. So make sure you guys get over there for more information for each of the uh, select uh, people's information. And you can select all that and find everything out there. What times are going to be signing and everything. Meerkat and I are going to be there. I think Stevie's going to try and get out. It's going to be an awesome event. So make sure you guys get out to that. But let's talk here a little bit about last week. Your boy, six for six on his picks. Titans, Stevie, that was the easiest play ever. As yeah. soon as you sent that, I was like, hey, I got to tail it, too. It was so easy. <laughs> we said Lions, if that got to double digits, free money. That was free money. Over in that Chargers game, the Chargers hit the over number on their, on their own. And then Renfro, over on catches and receptions, easy. Bill's money line, never a sweat. What a freaking weekend, boys. I wish I could say the same. I mean, it was pretty much even for me. Bills bailed me out. Another rough week. I needed the bounce back. Didn't really get it. But when we were giving out our picks Sunday, I did say, I don't care if the other five picks lose as long as the Cardinals cover that five and a half. And they did. Thank God it was a close one. But needed that one. Other than that, it was an all right week. Stevie, you missed out on Sunday. How did your picks do? Uh, not too great on the ones I gave out for this show, but, you know, I was able to tune in to you guys watch, and you guys talked me into just hammering the Bills. So I was able to take Bills in the over parlay, Bills in the over teaser, and that kind of bailed me out on Sunday. It was a great win, besides the, you know, hour and 20-minute delay at halftime. But, hey, Late I, night can't, football I, can't, was fun. I can't complain. You guys talked me into hammering the Bills. I hammered the Bills, mm -hmm. and they came through, looking like the best team in football right now. Absolutely looking like the best team in football. DVOA is way further ahead of any other teams right now, um, especially defensively. They're still pretty much two yeah. times as more effective as anyone else. Uh, Greg Thompson put out one of those great charts there looking at uh, defensive value, and the Bills were literally off the scale of the chart. That's exactly what you love to see if you're a Bills fan. It's basically that 2019 defense, the 2020 offense pushed forward, mixed together, Absolute Super Bowl contenders. They are now the Super Bowl favorites, no matter where you look. Um, after the game, they moved to co-favorites with the Bucks, but they've moved out in front as favorites. Meerkat, even even at five to, five to one, six to one, Bills to win the Super Bowl still looking nice. Just find some stuff to parlay it with. Yep, I mean that's the degenerate Al strategy <laughs> right now. He's been hammering it the whole time since before the season until now with first goal scores, tennis matches, whatever the hell he can bet, whatever the hell he can parlay it with, he's taking it right now. I mean, I got my Bills futures for sure. I want to lay down some more, but I mean, I'm sitting pretty. I absolutely hammered, hammered the over 11 win total, the over 10 and a half earlier before mm -hmm. it hit 11. I hit a win the AFC East, uh, things like sweep the division, which I was a little iffy about looking good now. You know, Josh Allen props, as long as he keeps having games like last week, I'm fine with that. You know, the Bills' futures are looking good. And, you know, 
public hammering them. You saw them even with the Bucks, like you said, then driven down fast, mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. Within a couple hours. It, doesn't even scare me, honestly, because me like, it, it, it's, it honestly hypes me up. Now we got the world with us. You know, we were all on it preseason, and now we got the world behind our backs. Let's go, Bills, baby. Absolutely. Let's go, Bills. And before we get in to the week six slate here and run through these games, um, make sure you guys hit the, hit the retweet button. Hit the like button if you're watching over on YouTube afterwards. Hit the thumbs up. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know every time we're going live or have any new uploads. But let's get into it here. Thursday night football, another interesting game. You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to take on the Eagles. Line sitting at six and a half right now, over under at 53. Eagles have been a weird team back and forth all year long. We saw the Bucs last week, um, you know, playing playing more of their game yet again. Um, they're two and three, though, against the spread, and so are the Eagles in this one. I don't know if I trust Jalen Hurts against an elite defense. Uh, he struggled against you know the Cowboys, and they were a good defense. This might be another game there where if you get it at six and a half, you get it before the touchdown. I think you got to take the Bucks. This is a weird one. The Eagles are coming off a big W. I mean, that's a good win against the Panthers. They've been frisky all year, up and down. Questions about Jalen Hurts, but I don't mean Stevie. Both love Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's been shaky, but I still think he is the guy. That's the question surrounding him. And when you look at this matchup. The Bucs have the best passing offense in the NFL by a pretty decent margin right now. But the Eagles' pass defense, third in the NFL. They are looking great, allowing less than 200 yards per game right now. So that's going to be the matchup to really watch. And when you look at the Bucs on the road, they're 1-1 one one this season with their win being a two-point scrounge-up win against the Patriots. They should have handled with business. Last eight games on Thursday Night Football, too, 1-7 against the spread. I know you don't like to go back that far. But even in the Brady era, they don't perform great on primetime. So I'm not making an official play yet, but I might be I might be looking at the Eagles. I'm with Meerkat again. I feel like we agree every week now, but I, I like the Eagles with the points. I think the Eagles are a feisty team, and they kind of showed it last week in Carolina. It, they didn't really play too well, but they were able to get the win. Hertz was able to make the plays after starting off terrible in the first half. And the Bucks too, they haven't really shown me too much outside of the two blowouts against bad teams, the Dolphins and the Falcons. They struggled against the Rams. They struggled against the Patriots. And they they beat the Cowboys week one. But that was, to me, that was something that, I don't know, I wasn't completely sold on the Bucks so far that I've seen so far this year. And their pass defense is bad. They're allowing over... 300 yards per game right now. Hertz is someone that Mirk and I both like. He makes those ceiling type of plays, and I think he can take the Eagles to at least cover within a touchdown. I also saw something that Brady, last 10 primetime games, he's 0-10 against the spread. So if this gets by above a touchdown, I'm all over the Eagles. Yeah, if it's over a touchdown, I'm probably on the Eagles. But like I said, at that mm-hmm. 6.5 or less, I think I'm riding the Bucks. But, you know, we'll see where that line goes uh, heading into Thursday. Into the next game here to start off the Sunday slate. Another early game, um, another London one. Hopefully the Jacksonville Jaguars leave Urban Meyer stuck in an alleyway in London somewhere, maybe on one of those double-decker buses. We'll see about that one. But you got Miami right now, minus three and a half in this one. They've only won one game this year. Obviously, two is still out. Their offense hasn't been able to figure things out without him, but Miles Gaskins finally put up some points of fantasy. Shout out to everyone who benched him this week. Stevie, you think 
the Dolphins kind of get right here against the Jags or because they're over there in London, anything could happen? I mean, the Jags do play up in London, and I've been fading the Dolphins all year, and it's worked. I, I haven't been impressed by their defense at all. Once again, everyone talked about, oh, this is going to be a top-10 defense going mm-hmm. through the year. They've been a bottom-10 defense. They got crushed by the Buccaneers, and I think this is the week that we see something from Trevor Lawrence. First off, I feel terrible for the London fans. You go from Jets, Falcons to Dolphins, Jaguars. At least it ended up being a good game last week. (laughs) It did. It did. But that's just two brutal, brutal matchups. I like the Jags here. I actually think the Jags can win this game outright. I just, I'm fading the Dolphins. I'm going to continue to fade them until they show me something. That offense hasn't shown me anything, and their defense is bad. Give me the Jags. God damn it, Stevie. Like, I, I want us to fade each other, and I thought this was going to be the play. We did it, but nope, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm taking the Jags. I'm probably going to take their money line. The points, I'm going to be all over. Uh, this is the game for them to win. I, I mean, you look at it, what do the Jags do well? The one thing they do well is rush the football. It's sixth in the NFL right now, 130 yards per game. And the Dolphins' defense, you just brought it up, not great, and especially not great against the run, allowing you know almost 134 yards a game. So that is another matchup where the Jags can take advantage of that in a game like London. You know, you're playing at a weird time, jet lag, whatever. You're going to want to control the pace. Might be a slower game. I'm not saying this is going to be another Lunder bet because it didn't come through last weekend. So Lunder's bad. I like it, though. Like, you know, I don't bet totals. The under makes sense here because I think this is a big control pace game for the Jaguars. Start minimizing mistakes from Trevor Lawrence. Let him ease into the role more and use, you know, the guy you got, James Robinson, who's an absolute monster, coming off another big week. Uh, Just ride the hot hand with them. Tua, too, is back at practice off of IR as of today. It's unclear who's going to be starting a quarterback for them right now. That's just another wrinkle in the fold of the Dolphins. I don't love whoever it is starting. I'm fading them. Yeah, and hopefully no one takes the over-under after the game already starts. That's the recipe for hell. Um, On to the (laughs) next game, though, which is probably the most exciting game, especially in that afternoon 1 p.m. slate. You got... Uh, the Chargers at the Baltimore Ravens in this one. Both teams 4-1. and one. This is going to be a fight pretty much for, you know, the top of the AFC right now. If you want one of those bye, uh, one of those bye weeks, um, you're going to have to win this one here. Um, Baltimore, although they are 4-1, and one, they have struggled a little bit. Only 2-3 and three against the spread. They haven't been as impressive in their victories as they necessarily should have been, I think, which is um, – why I'm kind of surprised the Chargers are getting a full field goal in this one. If you're getting the Chargers at plus three or any more, take that all day long and ride that right to the bank. Yeah, I think the Chargers and Justin Herbert is a quarterback who's going to fall into that elite category for me where if I'm getting points with this quarterback, I am taking them regardless of what happens. And Justin Herbert, I mean, we were on the Browns last week. We kind of got burned by him by three throwing Eckler into the end zone. That was crushing. I hated it. But Justin (laughs) Herbert played phenomenal. Nearly 400 yards against that Browns pass defense that has been 
great before that week. He looks like an MVP candidate. Lamar does too. I'll give him his credit. But the Chargers, to me, have just been more impressive than the Ravens so far. The Ravens' offense, it's been limited at times. Yes, they went off against the Colts, but the Broncos and Lions both kind of showed the blueprint of how to limit Lamar's rushing and how to limit the big plays. And I think the Chargers can do that against the Ravens. But on the other side of the ball, the Chargers' offense is very, very, very good. Now, Mike Williams is turning into the 1B receiver, maybe 1A, 1B with Keenan Allen. Just pick your poison each week. And Austin Eckler is that type of running back, you know, the Camara, where you can just give him a bunch of touches in the receiving game, rushing game. It doesn't matter. He's going to fall forward. He's going to get the yards. And Herbert is a top five QB in my mind. You're getting points with Herbert, a field goal. I'm hoping it goes higher, but I don't care. I like the Chargers outright, and I like the Chargers with the points. Yeah, before, yeah, I'm cap, before you go real quick, I was going to say, um, I think the defense here for the Chargers lines up very well mm-hmm. with with uh, the Ravens' offense because of the weapons you have, especially right. along that defensive line. Plus, Derwin James, you yeah. can bring him in as a spy on Lamar all day long, and it doesn't really hurt their defense. I know they gave up a shit ton of points last week. They've gotten into some of these shootouts, but they have the style of defense to do the things to shut Lamar down, I think, Meerkat. No, yeah, I don't disagree with you there, and it does scare me a bit because the run defense specifically is the worst sure. in the league, but – Herbert's arm overcame Chunt last week. So if he, if he can overcome, you know, the best rushing duo in the league, best rushing offense in the league, you know, not statistically right now, but they are yeah. Chubb and Hunt, you know, uh, his arm can overcome anything. This team's yeah. incredible. They're being coached incredibly right now. Joe Staley, you know, if Chargers win something, he's a coach of the year guy. Um, and the Chargers, 4-1 against the spread. Baltimore, 2-3 and three this year. But last five at home, they're 1-4. and four. They don't play great at home. And just this season, they get the four wins. They've needed some hero ball here and there. They needed Lamar to absolutely yeah. go off at the end of the game last week. They needed a you know a world record field goal <laughs> one week. Like yeah. th- This is a team that's relying on kind of antics, hero <laughs> ball, things going their way, or things just going against their opponents. So the Clyde I'm fumble, of, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Too. I'm I'm all over the Chargers this week. I might take an alternate line of the Chargers, like minus seven or something. Ooh, I don't hate Ooh. it. Yeah. Getting a little frisky there, Meerkat. I like it. But on to the next game here. You got a clash between two NFC teams. You got the Minnesota Vikings going into Carolina. Vikings are actually favored by one in this one. A bit of a surprise. I think I'm going to be all over the Panthers in this one. Uh, Minnesota got very, very lucky to beat the Lions last week with that late field goal. Um, I don't understand why they're favorites in this one. And we kind of brought this up early in the season when we were talking about Carolina. There's probably going to be a team where you can get a lot of good value on throughout the year. And this is one of those games, a dog at home. Uh, give it to me all day. If they get any more points, I might be, you know, sitting this one out, waiting to get a couple more points and hitting this um, at, at one, at two, at three. If they're going to feed you some more points, keep taking mm-hmm. it. The line movement on this has been insane. Carolina opened some places as minus three, and now they're plus one and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. But, you know, me and Stevie have talked about it a few times now. We like the Vikings. Like, it's a good roster. They're just not putting things together right now, two and three record. I'm kind of blaming the coaching, things going against them. And, you know, I could say the Cook injury, but Alexander Madison's been great. He's so good. I, I got to start fading them at some point. But 
I kind of like them this week. The Panthers are sketchy. I mean, their wins aren't convincing me they're good, other than the Saints win. That was great. But that's one win. So, I don't know. It, this is a – This is a. am not sure what the fuck I'm going to do with it. Probably not do anything. Maybe tease, like, the Vikings six points. Because, you know, even if you get cooked back, the Panthers' run defense is very good, allowing, you know, 94 a game right now. Just – I can't get a feel. I like the Vikings, but the Panthers make sense. I, I hate you, Meerkat. I actually kind of like the Vikings, too. I think the Vikings are a solid team who just play close games all the time. If you see, all five games this year have been within one possession. It doesn't matter who they played. They played the Cardinals. They played the Bengals. They've also played bad teams, such as the Lions. So I, I think the Vikings can keep this game close, and I kind of like Cousins more than I like Darnold right now, and I don't think that's shocking to anyone. Sam Darnold without McCaffrey has been bad, and he wasn't good again last week against the Eagles through three picks under 200 yards. And McCaffrey right now is a 50-50 decision whether or not he will go. I, I usually don't put a lot of value into running backs whether or not they play, but McCaffrey's kind of the exception. Him and Derrick Henry, I guess you could say, are the two exceptions in the NFL. If McCaffrey's good to go and he's 100%, then maybe I lean more towards the Panthers. But without McCaffrey, Darnold just kind of looks lost, and I think the Vikings can get after him, force him into mistakes. I'm leaning the Vikings right now, but this is a game I'm not too thrilled about. Yeah. Yep, it's going to be one of those games that's going to be tougher to see, and we'll see the way this line goes, and we'll see which side the Sharps are on, which side the public ends up on. Going to be something fun to monitor throughout the week, but on to the next one here. we mm-hmm. got the Green Bay Packers, who have seemed to really get right after that first loss in Week 1. They've gone 4-0 against the spread since then, and four straight wins outright as well. They'll be going into Chicago. Green Bay right now only minus 4.5. I think there's another one of – those games where they're just kind of giving it to you on a silver platter, unless something crazy happens, Green Bay should be able to cover that pretty easy, Meerkat. So I've been blindly tailing Green Bay since the week one loss, every week hammering them. I mean, you're getting some great lines on them here. And then this week, I like it. I'm going to be taking them. But it, it, four and a half is a bit much because this Bears team right now, they, they are trending in the right direction. They're 2-0 and now under a prepared Justin Fields where he yeah. knows he's going to be the starter. And Bill Lazar is calling the offense. It's it's looked decent. And that defense, yeah. fifth in DVOA, early in the season, I know. But still, they're looking good. Yeah, they're kind of back to being a, you know, a Bears defense you expect. Um, it's just a weird one for me. You got two rivals. You got, you know, a young, flashy quarterback who's looked good the past two weeks. I'm going to be taking the Packers, but I'm a little hesitant on it. Yeah, this, this feels like such a public bet to me to take the Packers, but I just don't want to overthink it. It's Aaron Rodgers right. less than a touchdown against the Bears and Matt Nagy, and I know the Bears defense has been great at home this year, 31 points allowed in two games. But I think Aaron Rodgers is just clicking on all cylinders right now. After the embarrassment against the Saints in Week 1, their offense has been great. Devontae Adams has led the NFL in targets in those four weeks. I think the Packers are just going to expose the Bears. I don't think the Bears can score with the Packers, and the Packers have scored over 25 points each of the last four weeks. If they do that again, I just don't see a Bears offense being able to score with them. I don't like fading the Bears at home. It's burned me in the past, but I was on the Bears last week against the Raiders, so I got them there. I think I'm just going to go off the Bears this week and go with Aaron Rodgers because if you think about it, it's got to be simple, right? Rodgers versus the Bears, you got to take Rodgers. 
And hopefully yeah. Mason Crosby's got the whoops out of him. <laughs> Missed three in a row, but he'll never miss four in a row. You can count on that. And the team they beat last week, the Cincinnati Bengals, they'll be taking on the Detroit Lions. This is a very, very interesting game here. Yeah. Cincinnati yeah, minus buddy. three. They're three and two this year, but only two and three against the spread. Obviously, the Lions winless. They've gotten really screwed out of a couple of wins late so far this year. Some crazy things have happened. They're three and two against the spread. They've been sort of our darlings this year. And this is a spot where I think everyone's going to be all over Cincinnati again. They think everyone's been all over Joe Burrow, especially as of late, uh, his chemistry with Jamar Chase. But when you're looking at things all around, you're looking at, you know, the football power index and all this, both these teams are ranked, you know, almost side by side. It's like the 20th and 22nd uh, ranked teams in FPI. I sort of like the lions to keep this one close. If this gets over a field goal, I'm definitely taking the lions at three. I'm going to take the lions. I'm leaning the lions right now. I, I feels like my kids are fighting right now. I, I've <laughs> taken the lions every single game this year. I love Deandre Swift. So I've, you know, I've, I've liked the lions a lot this year. Same with the Bengals, though. We were all over their futures. Joe Burrow, I mean, love him, love him. And Stevie made me into a Jamar Chase lover. So (laughs) now that he can see the football, they're dynamic. But this is just a weird one. You brought out Detroit 3-2 against the spread, despite being 0-5. They're a frisky-ass team. Dan Campbell breaking down and crying last week. I said, this is a game they need to win last week. This is the one you have to take advantage of. They almost had it. They don't get it. Dan Campbell crying. He's emotional. I love to see that. These guys are behind him right now. The offense can score points. I I hate fading the Bengals from Burrow, but I think I'm going to take the Lions. Definitely teasing the Lions this week. Yeah, I don't hate the tease because the Lions really have played close games so far. But the big thing for me is I, I think the Bengals win this game. And if it stays right around three, I like the Bengals. And I'd rather yeah. take the Bengals and lose than take the Lions and lose. Because at the end of the day, Jared Goff still winless when he's not with Sean McVay. I, I like the Bengals here. I think they have three really good receivers and T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and, of course, Jamar Chase that can expose a bad line secondary. And I just I can't look at this game and say, oh, the Bengals was a three-point spread. Yes, they were dogs against Green Bay, and now it's just three points against the Lions. Bengals had chances to win against the Packers, too. I think the Bengals are a solid football team this year. I don't think the Lions are, but the Lions are a fun team. They play fun games. They play close games, but I'm taking the Bengals to win and cover. Yep, and another one of those weird uh, teams that ends up playing a lot of closer games than we sort of expect, the Houston Texans going into Indianapolis this week. Both those teams one and four. How many times have you seen a, a game between two one and four teams and the spread is at nine or higher? Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the, the Texans played uh, the, the Patriots very very close last week. That was a winnable game for them. Davis Mills has kept them into contention. That's why they're three and two against the spread right now. Um, obviously got blown out against the Bills, but they they had a good bounce back week there. Um, just at nine and a half. I don't know if the Colts can cover that. They obviously have the offensive weapons, but it hasn't been there consistently throughout the year. They did get T.Y. Hilton back at practice this week, so it looks like he could be back um, within the next couple weeks for them. I wouldn't expect to see him this week. Um, but at that nine and a half, I'm, I'm leaning Texans. It gets over double digits. Definitely on Texans, Stevie. 
Yeah, I feel like you have to take the points with the Texans. I don't want to lay close to double digits with Carson Wentz anywhere, anytime against anyone. I will say Jonathan Taylor has looked pretty good the past two weeks, over 100 total yards in each of the last two weeks, and I think he could really be someone who just torches the Texans kind of like what he did against Jacksonville last year where he had over like 250 yards and they kind of put the game away. And the Colts' defense looked really impressive in the first half against the Ravens, and then Lamar took that game over and they looked like they weren't playing defense. I think the Colts are a much better team than the Texans, but ah, close to double digits. I can't lay that with Carson Wentz. I hate it, but I'm going to take the points with the Texans. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I've taken the Colts like every week this week. They've been burning me. I still believe that they're a much better team than a 1-4 mm-hmm. record and how they're playing. You saw them last year. They were great last year. I, I, they didn't really lose that much outside of quarterback, and it just shows you how important that position is. Yeah. Carson Wentz is not the same as a 45-year-old Phillip Rivers, you know. <laughs> but uh, nine points is just a lot. And the Colts are one in five against the spread in their last six as home favorites, which isn't great. I don't love to see, you know, you know, home favorites getting this many points that don't perform at home. Nine right. points is just way too many, and the Texans are so frisky. They've stayed in some big games this year. They're three and two against the spread. Davis Mills coming off a great week after getting, you know, his soul yeah. taken away by the Buffalo Bills defense. To bounce back like that and to flash some things he did, I'm taking the Texans. You ha- you have to with this many points. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. And that's one of those games you watch and it's like, are the Patriots that bad or are the Texans, like, actually decent? Um I don't know. We'll see. I think this is going to be a, a big measuring stick game for how the Texans can be throughout the rest of the season. Um, but let's move on here in the one o'clock hour. We got Stevie's Rams going across the country to take on the New York Giants. Rams minus nine and a half in this one. Um, Rams three and two against the spread. Giants two and three against the spread. Danny Dimes has been a bit frisky. Kadarius Tony um, has really added a lot to that offense. But Saquon Barkley with an ugly ankle injury, don't think he's going to be going anytime soon for them. So that's going to be a a big, big loss for the Giants. Rams defense has been pretty solid this year, Stevie, but has struggled a bit against some more um, high-powered offenses. That's not the Giants, though. Um, At 9.5, tough to lay it on the road. How are you feeling, Stevie? I mean, I don't want to lay it, but I'm going to because it's the Rams against the Giants. I, I can't pick the Giants against the Rams. The Rams offense finally looked a little bit better against the Seahawks last week, even though Stafford back-to-back weeks where he didn't really look himself. He did have a finger injury, so that was part of it Thursday night. But I just think the Rams is a defense that will force opponents into mistakes, and if Dan Jones does play, they will force the Giants into mistakes. They don't have that type of elite running back with Barkley. It's not Devontae Booker. He's just a plug-in guy. He's not going to do anything. Where the Rams can get exposed in the running game, I think their secondary will be good enough to shut down these Giants receivers. And after the week Tony had last week, I wouldn't be surprised if Ramsey just says, I'm taking you out of the game. I don't want to lay that many points. I hate laying that many points with uh, road favorites, but I'm not going to fade the Rams against the Giants. I couldn't live with myself if I did it, so I'll lay the points. But it's not; it'll, it won't be an official bet for me. It won't be a play I love, kind of like last week when they played the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm on the Rams, but it's, it's pure bias. <laughs> I only had two notes for this. My first one was let Stevie cook, and the second one was <laughs> I will – 
I don't love the points, but I will never bet on Danny Dimes in my life. I never have, never will. And I'm right there with you. Like, I'll probably tease the Rams down. Nice six-point yeah. teaser candidate right there. I like them by, like, four to six points. Um, but nine and a half, another big spread, same as last game. I, I don't love that. No, no. It's it's going to be tough. I fucking hate nine and a half. Big teaser the- week, folks. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that that's my be my, my what this week is. We talked about gut uh, gut check Sunday yeah. there for us Meerkat, just taking a bunch of gut plays. It worked mm-hmm. out well for me. It might be teaser Sunday, like you said there. But let's hop into the last game of the one o'clock hour. Um, again, this is the first week we have bye week, so it's a little bit of a adjunct or truncated uh, slate, if you will. But we have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Washington football team. Both these teams are two and three, one and four against the spread. There were kind of high hopes for both these teams. Obviously, everyone knows about the Chiefs. But that Washington football team is supposed to be much improved. That defense was supposed to have another good season. They have not been able to keep teams off the scoreboard, and that's been to their detriment. And that's why you see this over-under sitting at 56, which I think might be the highest so far this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know we've seen some in the mid-50s, but I don't know if we've gotten above 55. So the Chiefs giving up a shit ton of points. Washington's been scoring a ton of points with Taylor Heineke. That offense has got things going. Um, and Jared Patterson getting more handoffs, which I'd love to see. Um, this line sitting at 6.5. This sounds like a get-right game to me for the Chiefs. If you can get that 6.5 now, probably take that. I think that line's probably going to move a little bit more. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs end up going – closer to eight and a half uh mm-hmm. come sunday i'm gonna be on the chiefs at this six and a half number i might even hit that over with 56 just because of how putrid both these defenses are meerkat so this is the public and everybody is this is the buy the chiefs before they die game you know there's no yeah. way the chiefs are going two and four in everybody's minds but you look at the numbers this morning i read 90 plus percent of the bets so far overall bets on mm-hmm. the chiefs it's Everybody loves the Chiefs. Nobody thinks they're going two and four. And in my head, my dumb gambling brain, Washington is a super frisky team to me, but they're only one and four against the spread. So, like, what am I doing thinking this? You know, I got them right there at Detroit on the bulletin board, my my frisky list. I got the frisky list. They're up there. But I just – I can't keep betting on them when they're not covering. I don't know if they need Fitzpatrick back. I don't know. I I like Heineke. I do. But – it's just not it right now. I, I, I can't bet with my boy Riverboat Ron. I'll probably eat the cheese if it is cheese and bet the Chiefs. Cheesy Chiefs. Yeah, I, I think this is a huge trap, and I think I'm going to fall into it because <laughs> I after the Chiefs kind of got their doors blown off on Monday night against the Bills in Arrowhead, it's kind of a wake-up call where it's not their AFC anymore. They may not even be a top three team in the AFC with the defense that's allowing close to 450 yards per game. And this Washington offense can score, but their defense, which I thought was going to be very good this year, has been the complete opposite of that. Their defense has been nearly as bad as the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to really do what they want at will against this Washington team. Tyreek's going to get behind the secondary. He's probably going to have a monster week again, probably close to 200 yards. And Washington, yeah, they've been playing well in the Chiefs' defense. Anyone can score on them. But I just don't want to bet against the Chiefs and trust Taylor Heineke to keep this within a touchdown against Pat Mahomes after just getting crushed in primetime at home Monday night against the team that everyone said, hey, it's between you two, right? The Bills and the Chiefs. These are their top two in the AFC. 
Well, now it's looking like Bills. The Chargers are up there, too. You got the Ravens as well. I, the Chiefs, they need to start winning now. And I know it's a public bet to say, oh, this is where the Chiefs figure it out. But this is basically a do-or-die spot for them. They cannot lose this game. They cannot come out flat. I think they'll come out pretty quick and strong. And Washington just doesn't have enough offensive weapons to answer that. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to be right there with you, Stevie. Hopefully we're not all caught by the rat trap. Yeah. But let's hop into the 4 o'clock slate. Only three games on the 4 o'clock <sighs> so slate this stupid. week again. Like I said, because of the bye week. Don't know why they don't you know space out some of these one fours a little bit more. Just it would make some sense. One 405 game, two 425 games this week, Stevie. You got the Arizona Cardinals 5-0 and at the Cleveland Browns. This game is going to be a lot of fun in that 4 o'clock hour. You saw Cleveland get into an absolute shootout last week against the Chargers. They are three-point favorites there at home against the Cardinals. And this feels like a game where the Cardinals finally are going to stall out against a defense who hasn't been playing necessarily you know, at their peak or where they should be, but can figure things out and should cause enough you know, chaos for Kyler where he's not going to be able to just get up and down the field the way they have the past few weeks. So I, I think I do like the like the Browns to get a real big win in this one here, Meerkat. Yeah, my dumb gambling brain that might not be so dumb is back at it because the Browns are <laughs> just a way better team in my brain. I think the Browns are way better, not that I'm disregarding the Cardinals, you know, 5-0, 4-1 against the spread. But I brought it up a couple weeks ago. Kyler hits that point you know, where he just starts to sputter out. The hits start to carry on. The injuries on the Cardinals just pile up. Cliff Kingsbury starts doing dumb shit because he gets too confident. It, I think this is the week it kind of all comes to a culmination. And the Cardinals' run defense sucks. They're allowing over uh, almost 140 yards a game right now on the ground. Huge chunk day. Uh, you know, Baker looked good last week, too. Uh, if, other than some dumb coaching decisions and her Justin Herbert's arm being incredible, the Browns win last week a massive game. And they're 4-1 and one with a win under the Chargers under their belt. So, I... I'm taking them. You know, it, it just makes too much sense not to, and they're the favorites for a reason. You guys kind of took the words out of my mouth. I, I love the Browns here. I think Joe Public's going to see that the Cardinals are five and zero oh and getting yeah, points. I'm like, praying. oh, that's free. I love that. I love getting points with an undefeated team who I think is the best team in the NFL. Yep. They're not the best team in the NFL. I, I'm not going to call them the F word, but I'm I'm not a huge Cardinals fan, as you guys can tell right. from the previous previous weeks we've done these shows. I love the Browns, and like you said, Meerkat, they're going to expose the Cardinals' bad brush defense. But on the other side of the ball, too, the Cardinals are that type of you know flashy, quick play offense. Well, the Browns are a physical defense. They're going to make you work for every first down, every drive, every play. And Cliff Kingsbury's a bad head coach. I don't care that the Cardinals are 5-0. and Cliff Kingsbury is 18-18-1 in his NFL career with Kyler Murray being gifted to him when he came on as the head coach of the Cardinals. And he had a losing record in college at Texas Tech with Pat Mahomes and Baker Mayfield as quarterback. I'm done with the Cliff Kingsbury love. He's not Such a good a head coach. And he's going to get exposed against the Browns this week. Love the Browns. Fire take right there from Stevie. That's what you guys tune in for. And on to the next game here, 425. You got Vegas, Denver, both teams three and two. However, Vegas two and three against the spread. Denver's three and two in this one. Um, last week, I think it was uh, the biggest win for Vegas was the Steelers uh, winning outright over uh, the Broncos in that one. There's a big, big payday for Vegas on that one. This game here, you got uh, Denver again, three and a half point favorites 
at home. I think this is a complete stay away game for me. I got no read on this one. The the Raiders have been just so up and down and kind of the same thing you could say about um, the Broncos, especially after, you know, Teddy B got hurt and everything. Um, yeah, I'm, I got nothing on this game, boys. I'm weird with it. You know, some people I think are going to kind of think Raiders now, interim coach, all the stuff going on. Players sometimes for an interim coach step up. You saw the Bills do it with a guy like Anthony yeah. Lynn. You know, got him a head coaching gig. God forbid. <laughs> so, uh, you see that happen a lot. And I, I forget the guy's last name. It's Italian, like Vincenzo. I forget that's stepping up right now. But this, I think this is different because of how it happened. You know, Gruden had a bond with these guys. And now you, you haven't got much player reaction. But the type of stuff that was leaked, you know, is the type of stuff that upsets people, and it, rightfully so. So I don't know. I think there might be a little discourse going on. People, what the hell? You lose your coach to a massive scandal right at the beginning of the week. It's not great. And I, I just, I don't know. Broncos, Teddy B now, mashed potato brains seem to be fully good. So he's good to go. Hopefully he gets back to becoming a cover machine. It's a big bounce back opportunity for them. I, I'm probably going to take them. Yeah, I think I'm taking the Broncos too. I'm I know they've kind of struggled the past couple of weeks, but I still think they have a really elite defense and Derek Carr has come back down to earth in a big way the last two weeks against the Chargers and the Bears and now, you know, those are two solid defenses. Now you face another good defense in the Broncos. I think they're going to force them into mistakes and on the other side of the ball just you know, don't make mistakes on your own end. If Teddy can just do what Teddy does and just chip away, this Raiders defense isn't that great. I think the Broncos will score a little bit, and I think you don't really need too many points to beat the Raiders this week. Only 23 points scored by the Raiders the last two weeks. If the Broncos get to 20, I think they can win this game like 20 to 10. I think it's a low-scoring game, and I trust the better defense than the better offense. Yep, I don't hate that right there, Stevie. And let's move on here to the last team undefeated against the spread, the Dallas Cowboys 4-1, 5-0 against the spread. They'll be taking on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Dallas only favored by 3.5 right now in this one. Over-under sitting at 50. You smell something, cheese? Yeah, it, it feels like a rat trap here. But this Patriots team, I don't think they're good at all. And the Cowboys really seemed to figure things out last week, um, offensively and defensively. Trayvon Diggs has been absolutely insane. Their uh, red zone defense was very good last week, causing a ton of trouble for the Giants while they were trying to get into the end zone. If they're able to do that again the same way that they have this year, it's just going to be a very, very tough day for Mac Jones, who has shown flashes, but not the consistency needed to beat good NFL teams. And when you're playing a good team, like I think the Dallas Cowboys are, and only they're only laying three and a half. I'm taking the Cowboys all day, and I'm probably you know teasers meerkat probably moving it to two and a half, probably move move it to the money line um, for an outright win. But I, I I love the Cowboys in this one. I just I don't see how it's not a, a trap. Like I love the Cowboys. I absolutely love them in this position. I just don't see how they give out this line. It doesn't move much already, even though you know people are absolutely pounding it. This is one of those games. I, if I do anything, you know, I'm probably going to stay away. I might just take the Patriots to, you know, see if it's true. You know, like, hey, is this like too good to be true type situation? I'll fade that, but what the fuck, man? What is up with, like, 
This has to be a trap. I don't understand it. We've seen massive line movement with other lines already with Super Bowl futures this week. But this should be dropped to minus six already. It doesn't make yeah. sense to me. It's just – and they're the only 5-0 and against the spread team in the NFL. It makes way too much sense for it to make sense. I, I'm probably going to stay away. I, I just – I can't. I, I might be missing out on free money, but I'd rather stay away than get burned, you know, on a type of bet like this. Yeah, I mean, this is terrifying because the numbers support the Cowboys. The eye test supports the Cowboys. The idiots support the Cowboys. If you just look, oh, this is the better team. I, it's, I like the Cowboys. I just I don't want to bet this game because it terrifies me. And we saw when the Patriots played the Bucs and the whole world was on Tampa to cover. Patriots almost won that game. The Bucs did end up winning by two, but they didn't cover the spread. Does this feel like it somehow can become a field goal game where the Cowboys win like a 24-21 and still don't cover? I don't know. I can't trust this Patriots offense. I like what I've seen out of both sides of the ball in the Cowboys. Yeah, their defense is still allowing a lot of yards, but they're making big plays. And they have so many weapons. Even, you know, Bill Belichick's team, I don't think he can slow down this offense. But it is the scariest line of the week. By far, because there's nothing that supports the Patriots are the right side of this play. But it's just sitting there. It's just bait right now. <laughs> it's just bait. Absolutely. Some places like DraftKings still has it at three, not three yeah. and a half. So it's it's going to be a fun to monitor throughout the week. Yeah, we'll we'll see how we're feeling on Sunday it's like morning. like the Bills-Titans game last year. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah. I got so burned. The Bills, what, what was it? Bills were favored by four and a half, was it? It was, was low. Yeah, like it that. was lower. It was like three. Two, oh, no, and, it was like two and a half. Two and a yeah. half. Yeah. It was it under was a field and goal. Half, mm -hmm. and, and the world, the world bet on the Bills all week. And it, the line didn't move an inch, even though I think it was like 86% of the total bets were on the Bills. And Vegas just knew it was one of those yeah. gimmies like this. I'm getting nightmare flashbacks of that. <laughs> Absolutely, Meerkat. I'm with you on that. Um, but let's move on to the Sunday night game, which should be exciting. Not as exciting as Russell Wilson's going to be out for multiple weeks after undergoing surgery on that dislocated finger. But we have Seattle going into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus four, four and a half, minus five some places right now. Um, for me in this one, I think, you know, this – the Steelers' offense has kind of gotten right. You're seeing Ben do a little bit more. No Juju now going down with injury, but they do have some guys like James Washington who can step up into a into a bigger role on that offense. Uh, I think Deontay Johnson is is probably the the bigger weapon at, at the receiving core, anyways. And you still have Chase Claypool who came out with a really big week last week. Um, it's going to be a, a big hill to climb for Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Uh, four and a half. I'm I'm liking the Steelers. Anything more than five, it's going to be tough for me to lay just because how inconsistent the Steelers have been. I do think they've gotten things figured it out a bit, but I don't know how good of a team they still are overall. But this will be a, a good test for them against a tough Seattle team. I this is a, like I see the Steelers as glorious, glorious parlay fodder. Their money line this week. But the spread, I don't even want to, like, tease it. Four and a half seems all right. Like, I think it's fine, but I just got a weird feeling. Gino showed up a little bit, captivated America with that yeah. performance <laughs> off the bench. I mean, it, it was funny. One it was drive, yeah. yeah, you're happy for him there on that one drive. But it, it's just like you can't bet on him. That defense isn't great. Gino's not good. The offensive line will give him no support. The run game hasn't been great. 
I, I, both of these teams are an absolute roller coaster so far this season, but I, I I might stay away from the spread and just throw the Steelers money line in some parlays. I'm pretty confident they win, but the points got me a little scared, even though I, I think they should cover fine. It's just something in my head. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the Steelers to cover pretty easily in this. I know everyone's talking about the Russell, Win- Russell Wilson injury, and that's huge. Obviously, that's why I like the Steelers. But the Seahawks' defense has been one of the worst in the NFL, almost worse than the Chiefs. They're allowing 460 yards a game right now. And the Steelers, it doesn't matter against the Seahawks' defense. Big Ben can throw his little three-yard dump-offs to Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, and they'll make the plays. It doesn't matter if Big Ben's been horrible this year. He doesn't have to throw downfield on this team. You saw what? Jamal Adams did against the Rams. He was clueless in pass coverage, as he's been since he's become a Seattle Seahawk. I like the Steelers' defense to force you know mistakes against the Seahawks' offense. That it's your first week with a new quarterback. You don't have the superstar Russell Wilson anymore. There's going to be an adjustment period, and the Steelers' defense is a defense that you don't want to have that first week against. They're a very good defense in my eyes. And on the other side of the ball, the Seahawks defense is bad enough where the Steelers can just give it to their weapons, give it to Najee, give it to Deontay, and let them move the ball down the field because Ben's not throwing it more than 10 yards. Absolutely. That yards per attempt is way down. Um, And and it's a bit of an issue for that offense why I'm still somewhat worried about them. But Meerkat, I don't mean to cause you any more nightmares but the buffalo bills are taking out the tennessee titans bills minus six going into tennessee a ton of bills mafia again invading in that one buffalo south something like 40 40 50 percent of tickets have been bought from like buffalo area codes already so Mm -hmm. far so it's obviously going to be a you know, a, a pretty mixed crowd there in Tennessee for this one on Monday night football over under sitting at 54, expecting a very exciting game to the bills to put up a lot of points. And I like that because the bills we've seen the past few weeks against teams that have caused them uh, a little bit of internal, you know, struggles mentally uh, hurdles, if you will, to get over, whether it was the Texans from the playoff loss two years ago, uh, avenging that chiefs AFC championship loss and now the Titans here, they have a chance to avenge that beatdown from last season. I think that's exactly what we're going to see, a team who mm-hmm. comes out very, very hungry to make a big statement again on national TV. Josh has been playing up and above his potential when he's on national TV, which is exactly what you love to see. And I think mm-hmm. we're going to see more of that out of the Bills. Um, at six, I'm, I'm on the Bills. If it gets over a touchdown, I'm still on the Bills. I don't care. Bills are going to no. absolutely smoke the Titans. Yeah, and, you know, we're, I'm so hyped about the Chiefs win. Don't get me wrong. I'm still celebrating it. But the revenge tour ain't over, folks. We yeah. got to beat these Titans after that game last year. I mean, just another monkey off our back, another fan base to shut up. It's just the Bills have to win this game. And they, I, I think they win it convincingly. And after last week, the Bills are 11-2 and two in their last 13 regular season games. All 11 of those wins are by double-digit points. I don't think they're losing this game. I think they keep that trend up. Give me Bills by two touchdowns. Uh, but The Titans pass defense, too. Pretty, pretty awful, allowing over 265 yards a game and two touchdowns on average at home right now. Just not great. Josh is on a roll, baby. I mean, let's go. And I'd be remiss if I didn't add the fact that the Bills did just set the record for most consecutive games where they were leading going into half. So that's another one if you're looking for the first half. half, Absolutely free money. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even want to make a case for the Titans because I love the Bills this week, and it does feel like I mean, not a trappy line, but the line just felt short to me. I texted you guys about it when it came out. I go, this line feels a little short. I don't care. I think the Bills win this game by multiple touchdowns. Meerkat, you said it perfectly. This is the revenge tour. You got the revenge against Houston. Now, granted, it's a different team. You got the revenge against KC. Now comes the revenge against Tennessee, and it's perfect because Tannehill has turned into Miami Tannehill. He's been awful this year, and the Titans have one of the worst past defenses in the league. Josh Allen is back at MVP form. After a few slow weeks to start the season, he's completely back. He's all the way back. The receiving core looks better than ever. And Dawson Knox has been a monster. Who on Tennessee is going to stop Dawson Knox? She's too worried about Diggs, Sanders, Beasley. And then there's Knox 40 yards down the field wide open. I love it. Call us bias all you want. I do not care. I think the Bills win this game by multiple touchdowns. I don't care that the line is shorter than I expected. I love the Bills this week. Absolutely. As you should, Stevie, and as we all should. So, folks, make sure you guys stay tuned. We'll be back again Sunday morning, 10, 1030, breaking down our best bets of the week. If you tail us, you might win some money like you could have last week. Could have won a shit ton if you would have tailed me. If so you parlayed sure. yours, Ty? Woo. I don't even want to talk about it, Stevie. <laughs> and I didn't. But that's going to wrap it up for us here on Free Money Football. Make sure you guys get over to legendsandstars.net or legendsandstars.net to go get your tickets for the Sports Collectors mm-hmm. Expo. It will be happening October 29th and 30th over at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel. Just a quick ride down the thruway if you're in Buffalo. Not far at all. Plus, we might even set uh, former Bills practice squad uh, member Meerkat up for his own uh, <laughs> autograph signing. We'll see. I will be signing hot dogs and blue light cans exclusively. <laughs> I think we can uh, arrange that. So make sure you guys get over there. It's going to be an awesome, awesome event. Um, a great opportunity for you guys. If you're looking maybe for some Bills rookie cards or some stuff like that, I'm sure there'll be some great opportunities to get yourself some to add to your collection. So make sure you guys do that. And make sure you guys like and subscribe if you're watching over on YouTube. Hit that retweet and like button if you're watching on Twitter. Make sure you guys get out there. Go hammer the creek. Go hammer the book. Call in your bets. Text them in. Do whatever you got to do. Good night.